0: Stop being a blue pill sheep, being led to slaughter by big government and the court system. Become an awakened man. Here's your host, Gregory.
1: Hello, everybody. This is Gregory, and welcome back to another episode of The Awakened Man. I hope you're doing well today. Today, we're going to talk about Oprah Winfrey admitting to taking a weight loss drug, which she doesn't name as Ozempic, but we all know it's Ozempic. And we're going to talk about her comments about it and how she's undermining the body positive movement by talking about how she feels better, and more vibrant, skinnier. And then we'll talk about how this, this obsession and this, this you know, some would call it a miracle injectable. It's not an oral pill. It's an injectable. Is really a Faustian pack with the devil. So let's get to some of Oprah's quote. So of course, since this is a podcast, I can't show you pictures speaking of not showing you pictures but now being able to show you pictures uh the cinema rag my one of my other podcasts here i have four of course is now on youtube so if you're curious to see what i look like go check it out go check it out if you like movies go subscribe and hit the notification bell over there i do uh, an episode a video every every morning all right so oprah was out on the the red carpet recently and clearly she had lost a lot of weight and then she did an interview for people magazine and she said, quote, it was a public sport to make fun of me for 25 years. The things that were said about me, said to me, around me, the jokes that were made. You cannot get away with it in the slightest sense today. By the way, Oprah is 69. I was on the cover of some magazine and it said, dumpy, frumpy, and downright lumpy, she recalled. I just accepted that it, was, it is what it is and I didn't feel angry. I felt sad. I felt hurt. I felt shame, but it didn't occur to me that I could even feel angry. She continues, I swallowed the shame and I accepted that it was my fault. She says, in fact, there's a medically approved prescription for managing weight and staying healthier in my lifetime feels like relief, like redemption, like a gift and not something to hide behind and once again be ridiculed for. She told people, I'm absolutely done with the shaming from other people and particularly myself. Winfrey also confessed that she blamed herself for being overweight, but eventually realized she had a predisposition, quote, this is what Oprah says, predisposition that no amount of willpower is going to control. Quote, it was a second shot for me to live a more vital, vibrant life. Her, No pun intended, right? No, A shot. Okay. So a couple of things here. She's totally undermining the body positive movement, which, look, I'm not a big fan of Oprah Winfrey. She's a humongous New Ager that's pushed a New Age agenda down people's throats at the law of attraction for 30, 30 years now. And look, some of you might love that, but you guys know I'm a traditional Christian. And so the New Age movement to me is, well, we don't really have time to, but I, I don't think it's a good thing for people. But... Uh, aside from that, I'm happy that she's undermining the body positive movement. She looks. She says it was a second shot for me to live a more vital, vibrant life. So what you're saying then is, being fat, you can't have a vital and vibrant life. She's saying what we used to say all the time that being fat was unhealthy, that it shortens your life expectancy. And yes, we don't want to insult and ridicule people that are overweight. However, we do want to motivate them in whatever way motivates them to lose the weight because if we really care about them, we'd want them to lose the weight because they have a longer life expectancy. So the body positive movement, as we've talked about, i to infinitum over here, is actually doing a great, great disservice to people by telling them it's okay to be fat, be fat and be loving it. But we know deep down all these celebrities don't want to be fat. I think most recently we talked about with Sam Smith, the singer, he's gained a lot of weight. But other people, they don't want to be fat, but this is what the body positive movement tells you. And look, if you want to get on the cover of some things, if you want to get get some publicity for being fat, this is what you got to say, even if you don't believe it. Even if you've gained weight or you're still overweight, let's say you're Adele or whatever before Adele lost the weight, but not as famous as Adele because Adele could get on any magazine cover, any interview she wants. But let's say you're some dealer celebrity. This is what you got to say. Oh, I love being fat. But you don't feel it used to say, I used to give example of Christy Alley back when she, uh, she was a movie actress, TV actress from like the TV show Cheers. She was attractive and then she gained a lot of weight. And then I remember her in people magazines, she's like, I'm happy being curvy. And then she lost the weight. She's like, oh, I was in a dark place. Now I'm really happy. How about we just be honest and be like, we don't want to be overweight. I'm working on some stuff. I have some emotional eating because of childhood trauma and I'm working on it. And that's my goal. That's an honest thing is I'd rather be underweight or I'd rather be regular weight, I should say, because then I could be healthier. That's an honest answer that we used to be able to say. Now, if you say that, you'll be crucified by the radical left woke body positive movement who's actually funded by big food. But that's another story. But you can't say that. So Oprah, because you know, Oprah is a zillionaire, she's like, yeah, and now I'm living a more vital, vibrant life. Which is, I don't think she's intentionally trying to undermine the body positive movement, but she's saying what we all know, which is undermining the body positive movement. You can have a more vibrant, vital life. You're more likely to, aside from having longer life expectancy, more likely to attract a spouse. Therefore, more likely to have a family. More likely to not be depressed or, or anxi- anxious or, or, or have uh, you know social phobias. Not to say you can't have those, because I talk about over Confessions of an Obese Child, the podcast, how even after I lost my weight, I was still dealing with those things because I still feel like a fat person in a regular weighted body. Now, a couple of things that Oprah says, I think are are pretty revealing. So she talks about how back in the 80s and 90s, she was shamed for being overweight. And I get it. Look, she doesn't want that. One way to not get shamed for being overweight is two things. One, stop being a celebrity. You know, I I get tired of the celebrities like, oh, the paparazzi this, the paparazzi chase me, the paparazzi make fun of me. Just, okay, go move to Montana and go work at a bar. Go be an accountant. I don't want to do that. I like fame. I like glamour. I like getting nice tables at restaurants. I like fame. Okay, well, then then shut up. Okay, and the other option that you have then is lose the weight, right? If you don't want to be on the frumpy dumpy list or be made fun of, lose the weight. Lose the weight lose the weight or move to Montana that you don't have to worry about it. So again, there's like no agency, no accountability and whatnot. If, If you didn't want to be shamed for 30 years, then lose the weight. But what does she say? What does she say about that? I'm absolutely done with the shaming from other people and particularly myself. And then she says right here, She blamed herself for being overweight, but eventually realized she had a predisposition that no amount of willpower is going to control. See, to me, that's a crutch. Okay, what is it? What's your, what what is this thing that, this predisposition? Was it you just binge eat? You binge drink? Okay, why do you binge eat and binge drink? Why doesn't the dog at your house do that? Now, some people do have overweight dogs, Because, you know, they they give them a bunch of scraps and they give them wet food and all these things. But in general, you look at animals, you don't see a lot of overweight animals in in the wild. Why? Because they eat when they're hungry and they stop eating when they're not hungry and then they walk away from the food. Think about your dog. Why don't we do that? Look at a three-year-old. A three-year-old would do that. Hungry, give them food, walk away. Because they don't have an attachment to food. They don't have an emotional attachment to food. They're not using food to numb a pain, to soothe a pain, whatever it is. And so when you say that I have a predisposition that no amount of willpower is going to control, that sounds to me that you're just copping out and you're not being accountable for what you put in your mouth. And all of us have to be accountable for our actions. It's the victim-loser mindset to blame everyone else for your maladies. Ultimately, it takes time to get to this Epiphany, and it took me a long time. And I talk about it over at the Confessions podcast. But eventually, we are accountable for our own actions. Yes, everyone has dealt a different hand of cards and poker, but what are we going to do with that hand? So many people are like, woe is me, woe is me, woe is me. And then you blink 30 years later and you're 300 pounds overweight or your, your alcoholism is even worse, your drug addiction is even worse. So, how'd that help? How'd that help you? It didn't. We had to look in the mirror. And be like, okay, why do I have a disorder relationship with food and or alcohol and or shopping and or gambling or whatever it is? Let's do the deep work. Let's, and I would say 90% of the time, this is connected to early childhood trauma, ECT. And then let's go to therapy. Let's figure this out. Because once you do the deep work and figure it out, then there's a much better chance. You will not have a disorder relationship to food and alcohol and that's not to say it's just gonna blink one one night and you're gonna be like hey look i don't have a disorder relationship with food and alcohol. that's great yeah no it's gonna take time but my point is you're closer to getting to that when you confront it instead of going to these pop a pill things and here's my issue so when i tell people who have alcohol issues drug issues whatever of food issues do the deep work uh, Look at your childhood trauma. Most don't want to do that. It's just too hard and takes too much work. And now, especially that you have a Zempic. Now, why do I have to do all that if I can just take a Papa pill? And this is why I talk about it. It's a Faustian pack with the devil. And what do I mean by that? When I lost the weight in 1990 or so, we barely had bariatric surgery, and it was not the safest thing back then, but we didn't have, of course, anything that was like a Zempic. Yeah, you had Fenfen and all these like <laughs> based things that they take off the market that could suppress your appetite, but we didn't have this miracle Papa pill injectable that we have with the Zempic. And so your options were do the deep work, lose the weight, or stay fat. And I think with bariatric surgery, uh, I think was the first of these kind of Faustian impacts, because look with 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 surgery, you have a high rate of suicide. I mean, people a lot of people don't know that. I mean, yes, you can lose the weight, but there's a reason why you have to get a psych eval before you get it done. But I think with the Zempic tea, it's a Faustian pact. So Faust, of course, it, it, there's a lot of versions of Faust. You have Goethe's novel, you have Marlowe's play, but it's essentially a man who makes a deal with the devil for for fame and riches in exchange. He sells his soul to the devil. And so what do I mean by it's a Faustian pack? Because a lot of these celebrities, and believe me, Oprah is not the only one doing this. I mean, this is taking Hollywood by storm. Um, a lot of people who actually need Ozempic, because originally it was, it was made for uh, diabetes, they can't get it on the market. Like the typical person who lives in Nebraska can't get it in the market because the celebrities and the rich are, are buying up all the supply because they can and they don't need it. They're just using it to lose weight. But don't worry, big pharma senses what's going on so you look at Ozempic it's also sold as Wagovi, Manjaro, Semaglutide I mean all these are, are going on the road as being approved for weight loss so in fact the FDA already approved Wegovy for weight loss so okay there's tons of money being made they're not stupid they're gonna they're gonna start marketing and making more of it for weight loss but what, what I mean by fasting impact is that they're just thinking short term they're just thinking short term because what are the long-term problems with this drug or injection. One is, yeah, you, you more people or not will lose weight when taking it, but you regain it once you stop taking it. So it's one of those things you got to take for life. Now for some people, that's not a big deal because some people have been conned by their doctors to take high blood pressure from the rest of their life or to take uh, metformin for the rest of their life or to take, you know, whatever. Instead of just look, just changing your diet, changing your lifestyle, maybe you don't have to be taking hypertensive medications or hyperlipidemic medications. But let's look at the major side effects. Because the minor side effects, you know, you're going to hear like, if you just Google side effects of taking, Ozempic, because I'm sure every celebrity, every person who's thinking about taking this for weight loss will Google that. So then the minor ones are like nausea, constipation, diarrhea, vomiting. But look, it messes with your... Your microbiome, episode number one here, was on the importance of the microbiome. Go back, to scroll to episode one, or go to the website for that. So uh, we're not going to spend too much time on that here, but microbiome is really important. This is why I'd be very, very weary to take antibiotics unless it's absolutely necessary. But let's look at extreme side effects. Thyroid tumors. Do we want that? Thyroid regulates your metabolism, among other things. Do we really want a thyroid tumor? Pancreatitis. Inflammation of the pancreas, which creates trypsin, which is an enzyme that breaks down protein, but more famously, I think, is is the organ that regulates blood sugar, like with insulin. Pancreatitis, when you get that, you're more likely to get pancreatic cancer. Pancreatic cancer has a 5% survival rate after five years. So you're already setting yourself up to get pancreatic cancer. Gallbladder failure. Gallbladder issues. Increased chance of gallstones. Kidney failure. In cancer, kidney failure. Your, your, your kidneys fail. You have one option dialysis. I, I had a close friend of mine I went to college with. He was on dialysis. He's overweight. He ended up getting testicular cancer. He ended up having his leg cut off. He was on dialysis for 15 years. Let me tell you, that will suck your soul out and literally it sucks out all your blood to get the. Uh, uremic i said it, your urea out of you because that's what it's got to do that that's what dialysis does is your kidneys no longer work so you gotta all your blood's got to be hooked up to a machine that sucks out the urine out of it so we can get it, it out of your body you got to do it three times a week four times a week for several hours so you want to have kidney failure and then cancer do you want to have cancer no but i think it's a couple of things People aren't thinking long-term because we already live in a pop a pill mentality world, right? Everything is instant gratification. Click on this, buy this on Amazon, press this button to watch this show. You know, click on this to have this food delivered. We want everything instantly. So is it surprising that people are signing up for this phallic path that's a Which is like, yeah, 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 yeah. yeah." They don't even want to know the adverse effects because they're in complete denial because they're just so desperate to lose weight. And I get it. Look, I get it. But going back to what I talked about. Long-term permanent weight loss is much more likely to happen when you do the deep work. Not by taking some magic injection that's going to get you really sick that you have to keep taking the rest of your life. But a lot of people hear that. They're like, I don't care. I'm tired of being fat. I get it. Well, if you're tired of being fat, do the deep work and lose the weight. This is not the way to do it. Yes, you're going to hear influencers tell you that this is the way to do it because they're all making money off of this. But it comes to the massive expense of your health. Long-term health repercussions, and I, 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 and I think we really need to look at that. It's kind of like the same way where like people, guys, drink alcohol quite a bit since high school and college, and then they get a cirrhotic liver at 36. Then they wring their hands, "Why God? Why'd you do this? God, God I didn't do this. You've been drinking, binge drinking for 20 years. It ruined your liver. You only have yourself to blame. Why God? It's not. It's not God. It's you. It's you." But we can't do that, right? It's so hard for us to look in the mirror and blame ourselves for actions that we do. The alcoholic who crashes a car. Right? They'll blame everybody but themselves. My mom is this, my dad is No, you're an alcoholic, it's your fault. And if the court believed in that mindset, then we wouldn't have a court system, right? Because every killer could just say, I'm sorry. Okay, we won't, we won't adjudicate you and you can go to jail or not go to jail if be found guilty or innocent. Yeah, but there's no accountability. So you see these people are like, yeah, sign me up. I'll take this shot. I'll do whatever it takes. Yeah, you know what? I might have a higher rate of getting cancer. I might have a rate of getting a kidney failure. But you know what? Sign me up. And I think some of you are like, well, Gregory, you just don't understand how desperate we are. I totally understand. I remember. I'm not stupid. I have episodes on confessions of an obese child. How I was suicidal back in the day and I even attempted it. I know how bad it is. But I'm just a voice crying out in the wilderness, like John the Baptist, telling you, this is not the way. These these injections, who cares if they're approved by the FDA? We know this whole podcast feed goes through all these things that are approved by the FDA. They're, in fact, dangerous. This is not the way. You are destroying your body. You are like maxing out all your credit cards to make a purchase right now. You're thinking myopically, you're not thinking long-term, and this drug has serious side effects, not to mention you're, of course, funding Big Pharma, which is an insidious institution, but this is not the way to do it, guys. Do the deep work. Stay away from this Faustian pack. Stay away from this low-hanging fruit. And Oprah coming out and being like, yeah, I'm taking a Zempic, I don't care. I mean, it's a horrible role model. Look, I'm glad she's undermining the body positive movement. But to, if, if Oprah coming out saying, yeah, I'm taking a weight loss drug, I don't care, I don't want to be shamed anymore, da-da-da-da-da. It's not, it's not a good thing because people are going to see that, well, if Oprah's taking it, and some, and some older people still have, you know, they still have uh, some sort of attachment to Oprah and they listen to her as an influencer. But I'm telling you guys, don't sell the farm to buy a couple of chickens, even if the couple of chickens look good. Guys, if you haven't done so already, post a review over on Apple, Spotify, and Meanflow. Help with the algorithm. And lastly, there's two links in the episode notes: one's for PayPal, one is to the website that hosts all the four feeds, including the Cinema Rag, Female Holistic Apothecary, Confessions of a Midwife, Shot, and this one. Of course, the Cinema Rag. We stopped doing the podcast form back in September, and I moved almost all those episodes over to YouTube for some different Until next time,
0: take care. Thank you for listening to the Awakened Man Podcast. Find us on Facebook at the Awakened Man Podcast page. Subscribe and post an honest review on Apple Podcasts and consider donating to our crowdfunding account. And remember, freedom is better than Needham. Until next time.